And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. This is Tim flying solo today for episode 196 of the World of Mythbits. Welcome, one and all. Welcome back from our holiday, uh, where I was hanging out with my good mate, brother-in-law Ben, uh, the games master, um, and yeah, back uh, back to the uh, I guess the normal podcast. Me flying solo, uh, if there is such a thing as a normal podcast, uh, and this is the review episode. So reviewing the October. Halloween-themed uh, submissions for the World of Myth magazine, and hopefully everybody has sunk their vampiric teeth into the wonderful stories, poetry, uh, checked out the artwork, and don't forget the reviews. I always forget the reviews, but David, my friend, has been wonderful enough to, uh, to remind me, um, always remember the reviews. It's like wandering around the library. Uh, at closing time, you've got to always remember to check the beanbags for anybody that's uh, that's fallen asleep. Um, we've had a number of occasions where we've accidentally locked people in the library, uh, turned out the lights, set the alarm, and yeah, that's uh, that's not good. So, um, in the vein of always checking the beanbags, I am going to get into the habit of always checking the, the reviews. But before we get into episode 196, before we give it a, uh, a red hot go, um, I've got a little bit of housekeeping to go over and a few important announcements to remind you all of. Uh, and at the moment, I am sitting in my car while the uh, wonderful cleaning fairies, the amazing cleaning team, clean the house, just waiting for them to start the vacuum cleaner up. And I'm looking at a big black cat. That is staring at me going, Meow! Meow! Let me in! I want to hop in the car and be on the podcast too. But there's Freddie, just just climbed off onto the roof of the car. Uh, yes, always, always the entertainer. So, straight into housekeeping. Let's go. So, first thing that uh, Mr. David K. Montoya wanted me to announce... The, uh, number one, the announcement, uh, David's announcing his exit from the company and the people who will lead the company in 2023. So I believe uh, Mr. David K. Montoya is continuing in his roles up until the end of December, and then it's going to be fresh blood uh, coming into 2023 and beyond. So, Chairman and President... Walter G. Esselman. So congratulations, Walter. A couple of key roles there for you, my friend. Um, Chief Executive Officer and Editor-in-Chief of Dark Myth Publications, Stephanie J. Bardi, the wonderful Steph. Uh, Chief Financial Officer, Gary L. Falls Jr. So congratulations, Gary, on, uh, on receiving that role. Uh, and congratulations, of course, to, uh, to Steph. 
for continuing as uh, editor-in-chief, but also for taking on the role of CEO as well of Dark Myth Publications. So that's kind of cool. Chief Business Officer will be Joshua C. Adante, I think that is. Adante. Uh, Publisher will be Kevin Mythmaster Adams. Editor-in-chief of Dark Myth Comics will be Henry Henrik. There's my Dutch coming through. And then Chief Director of the Open Contracts Challenge will be Jennifer J. Bailey, uh, a fellow librarian, I believe. I've just got the cat sliding down the the front windscreen. Okay, sorry. Jennifer J. Bailey will be Chief Director of the Open Contract Challenge, uh, fellow librarian, which I'm super excited about. Um, So... uh, Somebody who knows her literature very well, I'm sure. Uh, General Manager for MythMart will be Jeff R. Young. So a lot of familiar names, um, a lot of uh, writers that are submitting regularly to uh, the World of Myth magazine. The producer of the JZO Modcast is still vacant. So we're still looking for a producer for that, uh, that podcast, JZO Modcast. Um, so if you're keen, make sure that you contact uh, Mr. David K. Montoya. Um, yeah, and uh, hopefully we can get a, uh, a new producer by the end of the year. Will be kind of cool. Keep that going. Webmaster will be Jaden W. Montoya. So keeping it in the family there. There will be a live webcast of the Executive and Leadership Conference, December 4th, 2023, at 12pm PST. Um, I'm not sure. The I'd read that as Pacific Standard Time, but I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Uh, it's Standard Time somewhere in the States, I'm sure. I, I would say somewhere in, uh, in the US of A. Um, Uh, And uh, just following on from that, so the live webcast of the Executive and Leadership Conference, December 4th, 2023, 12pm PST, as David will discuss with his entire team, coming and going, the comings and goings for the plans of the future for the company. Uh, So that's a lot to take on, but that's number one. So number two, as mentioned, with Josh Adante, becoming the new CBO in 2023. So that'll mean that Alan Russo, uh, Alan Russo, sorry. Thanks, uh, Dave, for, uh, for giving me some, uh, some instructions on that pronunciation. So Alan Russo will be leaving the company as well to pursue his education and career as a nurse. That's very cool. All right. So congratulations, Alan. Thank you so much for your, uh, your dedication thus far. Um, and good luck with your uh, your new career. That's uh, that's kind of cool. We at the World of Myth Bits want to wish him the very best and to let him know that he will be sincerely missed. So thank you, Alan, so much for uh, for all your efforts uh, and uh, all uh, the time and energy that you've invested in Dark Myth Publications, uh, the World of Myth Bits, just the whole kit and caboodle. Um, 
and yeah, becoming a nurse is very, very cool. So, uh, so congratulations on that choice. The Jayzo Modcast Network exclusive, My Public Life as an American Nerd, will be returning this Wednesday the 9th with Kevin Hoskinson continuing his hosting tenure for the rest of 2022. So he'll, uh, Kevin will be um, continuing to host that podcast, uh, My Public Life as an American Nerd, uh, and uh, that's going to go through to the end of 2022. And then who knows beyond that. So that was number three. Then on to number four. At the board of directors meeting. There has been talk of selling IPO. Um, so David uh, and the rest, the other members of the board would love to hear any feedback that anybody has on that. Uh, whether it's positive feedback or negative feedback. Or just comments in general. Um, send them along to uh to the the contact details that you've got for um the world of myth bits um and just in your uh in your subject line for your email just say that um it's feedback uh on the selling of IPO then on to number 5 also in the same board of directors meeting more talk about the mythketeers box like loot crate but with uh, with goodies um, associated with the world of myth. Uh, looks like it'll be going into production for the 2023 fiscal year. So that's kind of cool news too. And then, of course, don't forget to stop by Myth Mart and buy a copy of Zombie Works Publications' annual anthology release. This year is Unwelcomed, Stories of Hauntings and Possessions. And of course, if you don't know, Mythmart can be found at www.mythmart, so M-Y-T-H-M-A-R-T, as one word, dot com. So make sure you check that out. There's some great stuff there. Um, some wonderful products, great specials. Uh, they'll make wonderful Christmas gifts. So Unwelcomed is there. Uh, of course, it's also available on Amazon too, but it would be even cooler if we could all jump on uh, on Mythmart and support the company. Um, of course, we've also got the wonderful T-shirts, new and old, twenty one ninety nine. Um, there's the Zombie Works publications, like the the, the graphic novel stuff. Um, so, uh, unwelcome stories of hauntings and possessions is $13, uh, new arrival, um, excluding sales tax. Then, what else have we got? Yeah, it's just some really cool stuff. There's musings by me, uh, written by uh, Stephanie J. Bardi. Good on you, Steph, well done. Um, Processing Things by Michael A. Arnold. Uh, Peggy Gerber's um, award-winning collection, Stumbling in Crazy Town, uh, The Mythmark Calendar, um, Anthology 4, with, I think, Anthology 5 coming up soon, which is kind of cool. So, uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully, I've got some uh, a story in there thrilled that I had uh, a piece accepted for um, 
Anthology 4. Very exciting, very cool. So lots and lots of great stuff there in, uh, in Myth Mart. So then on to the podcast, on to episode number 196. And we start off with a brilliant piece of artwork as the cover. Absolutely amazing. I, I'm amazed every, every single time that uh, a new magazine comes out. Uh, thrilled to see the cover. And it's a, a very spooky one. Very fitting to have a very spooky cover for the October edition. And then I want to say congratulations to um, a writer friend of mine, Vijaraj, Vijaraj, I think, uh, and a poem, a um, very spooky, very uh, ethereal poem called "Mother," is the featured arc, uh, featured article for October, and then member of the month, uh, of course, Melissa Riley Elms, um, with her piece about elves, which was really cool, very in-depth, very uh, out of this world. Um, and the, um, the uh, third part to that has been included in the October edition as well. And make sure that you vote. Make sure that you take the opportunity. Hopefully, um, this comes out before the 10th of um, November, uh, this podcast. Uh, And make sure that you take the opportunity to vote because they tend to tally up the votes around the the 10th, uh, 10th, 11th of November, I think. Um, And that's how they select who the member of the month is. So uh, it's not when the next magazine comes out... um, which will be the end of November. Uh, it's more more mid month that they'll sort of cut the um, the voting off. You can still vote. You can still leave your stars. You can still leave your comments, uh, which is really cool. But it's because uh, you have to cut it off at, at some stage, at some time, and so it's uh, it's by the tenth or the eleventh. Um, I think it's the tenth if you're in the northern hemisphere, and of course the tenth being the 11th for the Southern Hemisphere. It's weird how that works. Uh, but it's also uh, really cool when you're running out of time and you need to sneak a story or a poem in. It's uh, it's very handy being in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, so, um, yeah, make sure that you vote. Make sure that you, uh, you leave those comments um, uh, and leave those stars. And, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll just have to wait and see who is going to be... Uh, November's member of the month, uh, and what the feature article for November is going to be. So um, I think it's really cool how I think it's Chief Editor Steph is actually selecting those. Yeah, it's all uh, all very cool. It's all all very interesting to see um, who gets selected and who gets picked, uh, and uh, and who's getting um, the uh, the readership and who's getting the votes. So. Um, just to encourage you all, going on to the review of the different pieces. And uh, the first piece, Drabble and Flash, number one, first cover off the rank. 
the brass keyhole. And I love that uh, we've started off with uh, a great number of terror and horror stories in the Javelin Flash. It's really, really cool. So the brass keyhole by S.N. Rogers. Well done. It's a very spooky, very short piece. And I love... Yeah, I, I love the suspense surrounding this one. There's the uh, the hint that something's going to go wrong. Um, I think he nailed it. The brass keyhole did very, very, very well. Very spooky, very freaky. Uh, I absolutely loved it. So thank you for that. And then the crazy lady of Coldwater Creek, uh, Peggy Gerber. Thank you, Peggy. Another great, funny, fun uh, story. Yeah, there's. Uh, I uh, I love the the little twist at the end, the sort of dig um, at the um, the way that that rumor, uh, believing in rumor, may um, leave you empty-handed or uh, or worse uh, at the end of the day. A uh, a great fun one for Halloween, definitely. And then uh, story number three in the Drabble and Flash, uh, Grandfather Shack is my story. Um, all I can say on that is it was fun to write. Um, I love the whole October Halloween type theme. This was one that I uh, I sort of had to play around with in a shorter form. Um, and then I sort of expanded it out and I was a lot happier with uh, the expanded form. So hopefully, go on. Have a read of Grandfather Shack. Uh, and if you like it, leave some stars, leave some comments. I'd love to hear what you think. Then the first one, uh, number four, House of Terror by Gabriella Balcom. And thank you again, like Gabriella, you're a great writer. Uh, and I notice you've got a number of pieces um, in, uh, in uh, the uh, October magazine. I have to say that um, this was a really cool story. I uh, I really really enjoyed it. This was um, yeah. You you sort of see um, bits and pieces about house house of horror and uh, um, the scary spooky houses and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, this was just a a very interesting, very clever way that um, Gabriella took that. Uh, that general idea and uh, and gave it a bit of a twist at the end very spooky twist uh, a very freaky twist so well done Gabriella great story uh, and great to see you uh, a number of times in the October uh, edition of the World of Myth magazine obviously Halloween is uh, is a, uh, a very influential time for you a very inspiring time some great great stories so then David K. Montoya, Mr. David K. Montoya, Through Wolf-Like Eyes, Part 8. And, yeah, this was kind of cool. I uh, I like this one, Dave. Yeah, this uh, this was a um, very uh, interesting part to this story, sort of introduced to uh, two characters um, who don't necessarily have the people, uh, the people's interest at heart. 
So it's going to be interesting to see how um, this uh, this story continues to develop and how these people either get what they're after or get their canuppances. We will have to wait and see. So thank you so much to uh, Mr. David K. Montoya for sharing that one with us for October. Then Shockingly Real, another one by uh, Gabriella Balcom. So getting a few in, Gabriella. Done well. I've got here, do, 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 what have I said? Yes, I've got perfectly titled, shockingly real. Uh, and I apologize, Gabriella. I, uh, I have accidentally put the, uh, the wrong author's name in my comment. And I don't know how to change it. I'm so, so sorry. I've just reread what I, what I sent. But I mean every word, except for uh, it should be Gabriella instead of the actual name that I used. Um, but yeah, perfectly titled, perfectly written, uh, short, not necessarily sweet, uh, but definitely shockingly real. So well done, and thank you for sharing. I'm loving all of these terror stories. Uh, I, I never used to. I, uh, I wasn't a big horror fan. Uh, and then I stumbled across a couple of independent publishers uh, like uh, Dark Myth Publishing, and it's encouraged me to sort of delve into my dark side, uh, as obviously it's encouraged a lot of other writers uh, and artists and poets to sort of delve into their dark side too. But especially now, especially in um, the, um, the most horrific time of year, I suppose you could say. Uh, so, on to uh, continuing with Drabble and Flash uh, and The Rake's Standoff by Ken Goss. And I like this, Ken. I, I like this. I don't mind this. This is a, um, a, a twist on the traditional tale of Henny Penny and Foxy Loxy uh, and the gang. And yeah, uh, that was clever. Very clever. Um, check it out, definitely. Uh, leave your opinion leave your stars but I thought good fun I thought bravo Ken bravo well done uh, a uh, a great uh, twist on a well-known tale then on to number eight a story very short very uh, great little story by Joan Mack I think it is Jersey first and this was an interesting one I've this one I think I struggled to get a get my head around because of the difference in politics. So this was this was very much uh, drenched in uh, in American politics um, and the um, the fun involved there. So Jersey First is uh, is an interesting one, definitely an interesting one. And I think for those of you who are more familiar with the way that the US of A sort of works its way through um, the um, the political journey, I guess, on the way to a new president. I think you'd get a lot more out of this one than, uh, than I did being more familiar with the Australian system. But no, check it out, check it out. 
leave stars, leave comments, um, and yeah, uh, give Joan some love, definitely. And then finally, in the final piece for Drabble and Flash, we've got uh, piece number nine, Something Better, teaser number 14, Nerves of Steel by Jim Bates. And this is an interesting one. This is an interesting one. Uh, Following on from um, teaser number 13, uh, and of course the drone, uh, and everybody rushing to to safety, uh, trying to see if they can um, fool the metropolis into thinking that they're not there, that their uh, their little life in paradise uh, doesn't actually exist, so that they're left alone. And yeah, it's uh, it's uh, an interesting one. Uh, good read. Looking forward to seeing what happens next, Jim. Carry on and keep going. And then we're on to children's lit. And a story by the wonderful Lynn Phillips, uh, another Aussie. This is Mrs. McGillcuddy's Trick. And I'm going to jump back into this one. Is this the one? Ah, this is uh, the kids in their costumes. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Very Halloween-y. And we, do, we, we don't do Halloween over here in Australia nearly as well as you do it over in the States and in, uh, in other countries. But we're getting better. We're getting better. But, um, yeah, this was an interesting one. This was a, uh, yeah, very clever one. Yeah, I've got here a uh, very spooky story indeed. Lynn, happy Halloween. Uh, and that pretty much covers it. It's, um, yeah, a very spooky, very well-written, uh, very interesting tale by uh, by Lynn. Well done. And then the second story in uh, Children's Lit is a story, um, one of my fantasy stories that I've written. Uh, this one's called Dove. So this is in the vein of Bull and Bee and Fox. Um, and I did another one called Mouse and Cat. Uh, so this is Dove. This is the um, the one. This is the one that I've, uh, I'm sort of looking at uh, going back to my. Dungeons and Dragons character development roots, where I'm sort of fleshing out the ideas for a character, giving them a bit of a backstory and that sort of thing, and I'm weaving that into um, a uh, like a fantasy novella. So uh, this is where this is the final character that I'm introducing, and then after that we're sort of going to get into the guts of the story. Um, yeah, which is really cool, kind of exciting for me. Uh, I'm glad this one turned out. This is probably the only one where there's no real hint of a a uh, a monster or a presence or uh, or that sort of thing, which is ironic because uh, I've written it for the October edition, the Halloween edition. So probably should have popped a monster or uh, or some sort of uh, eeriness in there. But no, this was fun. This was a a good fun story to write. So then on to fantasy, and Melissa Ridley-Elms, and When the Elves Are Gone, part three of three. And what a way to round this out. Uh, 
the final reveal. And it's a, a good, solid piece that continually hints at the uh, intelligence of the elven race, uh, but also the non-human, the, the fact that they're so far beyond our capability of understanding. A sim- simple human's mind struggles to keep pace with who the elves are, um, how they work, how they think. Uh, and it's uh, it's interesting the way that uh, Melissa has actually taken the main protagonist that's explaining the scenario and explaining the situation uh, and what they've uncovered and what they've uh, discovered and learnt. Um, they've pieced all the pieces of the jigsaw together but we still struggle. We still can't comprehend. All we can do is lament at the fact that due to um, the information that's supplied through this piece and throughout all three pieces, the, the different pieces of the puzzle, as, they, as they're pieced together, as the, uh, the big reveal uh, is shown... Um, by this author, um, you, uh, you feel saddened that the world is far more empty because the elves no longer exist. But we weren't ready for the elves. We, uh, we're far happier, I believe, being the dominant species. Uh, and I think in the case of uh, of fantasy, we're not. Humans are um, are certainly not. They're they're there in abundance, uh, but we're we're not the uh, the all powerful people that we um, we believe ourselves to be. So uh, a great piece. Going to be interesting, Melissa, to see um, if you're the November um, selected. Uh, selected author, uh, or if it's somebody else. Um, it may even be the wonderful Amrita Vallon with her piece, Temporal. And this is a spooky piece. This is uh, a great one for Halloween. Uh, visions of uh, of horror and terror and uh, and confusion and enlightenment uh, it's it's all here uh having a read um I was captivated got here an emotional roller coaster love the use of historic scenes to help etch this vision into the minds of many readers so uh definitely definitely worth a read this one um very eerie very spooky. Very well done. And then rounding out fantasy, uh, we have the continuation of my serial Paethra's Tale. We're up to part 19. I can't believe we've hit part 19 already. uh, And I've still got a little way to go. So uh, I'm excited. Hopefully you're following. Um, I actually had somebody the other day um, come along and say that they read my novel that... uh, 
I've written uh, The Eleventh Tome, and that is the book that introduces Payotra, uh, and then I've uh, I've wanted to flesh her out as a uh, a main focus, as a main character, the uh, the protagonist that pushes the story along, and so I wanted to give her her own story, so she will actually be a good solid chunk of what's going to come out as um, the sequel to the eleventh tome, and I'm sort of toying around with um, with uh, titles for that novel for uh, for book two. So um, hopefully, fingers crossed, everything works out. So far, so good. I'm really enjoying writing Pathra's Tale, and when it finally comes to uh, to a semi end, um, as I uh, I start fleshing out the rest of the novel. Um, yeah, I'm going to miss Petra, definitely. But uh, for now, she's not gone away yet. There's still plenty more to come. And now we sink our fangs, my friends, into horror. The uh, the best, best section for, um, for Halloween. So, one by Tom Fowler, kicking off horror with You Will Die Tonight. And this... Uh, this was a very interesting piece, Tom. Very interesting. A uh, great little ghost story that you've got going on here. So, uh, so well done. Uh, revenge, death, mystery. Um, yeah, this was a, uh, a great story to read. So make sure that you check out You Will Die Tonight by Tom Fowler. Um, yeah, and if you liked it too, make sure that you leave a comment. Make sure that you leave plenty of stars. And then on to a uh, piece by my friend Dawn de Braal. Number two in horror, Witch Witch. And it's a, uh, uh, a great play on those words and a great story to boot. Um, very Salemly. Salemy? Very Salemy. Uh, yeah, the whole where do you point the finger, um, and uh, who's innocent and who's not so innocent, uh, and who's got an agenda at the uh, at the end of the day, um, and how it all pans out for everyone involved. So yeah, just a very cool story. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you for sharing. Uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then another one by Gabriella Balcom, Uninvited Visitors, Part 2. And I'm just going to have a look at this one. Yes, Beth Ann. Yes, this is... Uh, I, uh, I remember poor Beth Ann. Um, she, uh, she's the one that has basically coined the term overkill. I believe. Um, well done, Gabriella. Uh, very uh, fun, very interesting story. Uh, and if you don't like spiders, I think you may like this story a lot. Or maybe you won't. We'll just have to wait and see. Make sure that you read it, though. Uh, Gabriella is a great author, uh, great writer, great storyteller. Uh, definitely one to check out. For sure. So then, 
Uh, we have uh, from Chief Editor Stephanie J. Bardi, we have Penance, Part 17, Just One Night. And I love these characters. These are um, very interesting characters. Some great, powerful, uh, I suppose, would you say magic or abilities? But the villain, oh, wow, wow. Romance, uh, love, lust, uh, prophecy, um, oh, this, uh, and then the villain, oh, no, well done, Steph, well done, uh, can't wait to see what happens next, how, uh, what sort of direction this story goes, so thank you for sharing, thank you for, uh, being a part of the October edition of the World of Myth magazine, and, uh, as Steph said, she would love you to jump on, love you to vote, love you to add some comments, uh, and I've done that, Steph. Uh, more than happy to. So that finishes up horror, and then we move on to action suspense, and we start off with a piece by Jim Bates, second piece by Jim, Sunday, Bloody Sunday. And I have to say, interesting, Jim. Interesting. Connection to the U2 song is uh, is there. Um, but yeah, this band, uh, these girls, yeah. Um, not sure I want to be a groupie. Definitely. But no, well done, Jim. Uh, a great story. Very interesting story. Um, yeah, the, you want to be careful. Uh, when you go to uh, to a rock concert, uh, most definitely, and you can't always trust your friends to have your back, especially when there's a few drinks involved. So then on to the mountain part one, back to the summit, by Jacob J B Arnold, and this was an interesting story too, um, a uh, ref. Reflection on uh, experience, uh, blurry memories. Um, yeah, just a, an all-round interesting story. And it's going to be interesting to see how many parts to this story there will be. This is obviously part one, kicking it off. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Jacob finishes it up with part two or if he's going to stretch it out a bit more. But some interesting characters, uh, some interesting moments. Um, yeah, make sure that you check it out. So then on to science fiction. Uh, one piece in science fiction for October. Uh, and this is probably the most horrific story of all, the most terrifying. A World Without Women by Joseph Mack. Uh, and Joseph, you're spot on right. With, uh, with the pandemic that's affected the world uh, most recently, it's sort of inspired writers and poets and artists in, uh, in new ways. And this is probably a key example of that uh, reflection, um, a very saddening reflection on what it would be like if the world lost 
all women, all girls, all um, transgender. There's, there's been a lot of thought. Joseph's put a lot of thought into this. Uh, and how saddening, um, how much of a loss it would be um, if humanity lost every single female entirely and that is true horror true horror to be left with uh, only men, only boys uh, it's yeah, the uh, the end of a species basically it's a very, very, very frightening thing to consider and Joseph, you've uh, you've done well You've uh, you've handled it very very well. Um, very interesting story. And then we uh, we finish off the uh, October story section with the enormous pumpkin, uh, another piece by Lynn Phillips. And this was a fun one. This was a very interesting piece. Very, very interesting indeed. I've got here, well done, Lynn. This one made me smile um, as the street cleaner just sort of meanders its way past us. Um, and Peggy's got a great, uh, great little um, comment here as well about the cow poo chant. Yeah, so the this is one that you uh, you have to read, even if it's just for the cowpoo chant. So, thank you so much for sharing, Lynn. Uh, you really did bring a smile to my dial. And then we move on to poetry and to the poems. And we start off with uh, the poem by my mate VJ, Mother. Uh, very ethereal, very spooky, very... Uh, frightening poem uh, and I'm not surprised that it has been picked as the feature article so congratulations and I'm thrilled um, thrilled mate that uh, I uh, I mentioned um, on another site for uh, independent writers about World of Myth uh, and VJ took the opportunity to, uh, to submit this is his first piece I believe uh, and I'm thrilled that it's made it in. Uh, hopefully you get lots and lots and lots of votes. Hopefully you get uh, lots and lots of wonderful comments too. Uh, so there's still time. Jump on. Make sure that you check out the poetry section uh, after you've read all the stories, of course. Uh, and make sure that you vote, vote, vote. Then second one. This one was a Halloween-themed poem that I wrote called No Treats, Only Tricks. Uh, and it's just a real silly piece. Um, if you want, hopefully, a giggle, make sure that you jump on, make sure you check it out. Uh, please, if you do have a read, please give me some stars, love some stars, but comments as well. Like, um, I, uh, I try and jump on uh, and try and answer every comment that, um, that somebody has, uh, has made on my piece. Um, uh, so please, yeah, check it out. Hopefully it gives you a smile. Um, yeah. yeah, I had fun. Definitely had fun with that piece. 
Uh, on to poem number three, The Pardon by Kathy Sherburn. And I believe Kathy has been successful uh, a couple of months with her poetry for uh, Member of the Month. Um, and The Pardon is an interesting piece, always. Very uh, emotional, very interesting. I love your poetry, Kathy. Keep doing amazing things. And then we've got Ken Goss, Stories Entwined in My Memory's Mind. And this, yeah, this was a clever one. Ken, this was uh, sort of looking at the uh, Hey Diddle Diddle, The Cat and the Fiddle, uh, and taking it to all sorts, in all sorts of different directions. So well done, Ken. A great poem. Um, and yeah, you sort of you've got to worry and you've got to wonder what it is that inspires writers to write. Uh, and I, uh, I uh, am most intrigued, Ken, by what it is that's bouncing around in that head of yours. And then we've got another poem, uh, born under Draconis. And this one is a second piece by Amrita Vallon. Uh, so thank you so much, uh, Amrita, for sharing this poem. This is a uh, a very emotional, um, very interesting poem, a very interesting piece. Um, and uh, thank you for basically opening your heart and your mind to us uh, and uh, revealing... Uh, what it comes to you as you look up in the st- in the sky at night and you see that thirteenth. Uh, I think it's the thirteenth star sign, um, the one that not many of us know much about. Uh, I think a bit of uh, bit of research uh, has maybe gone into this piece, and of course there's just the emotional involvement as well. So thank you, Amrita. Then uh, on to Cosmic Caper by Sultana Raza. Um, thank you so much for uh, for sharing this one, Sultana. This uh, yes, this was uh, was a uh, a fun, interesting piece, um, and I love as well that you've left a video of uh, of Cosmic Caper as well on YouTube. So I've got here quite the majestic odyssey. Wow, wow, wow. I read this with stars in my eyes and a song in my heart, Sultana. So thank you so much for sharing this beautiful piece. Um, Your spiritual connection. Uh, Wonderful, amazing. Uh, And then on to poem number seven, Gulliver's Wife by Lynn White. What an interesting tale this one is, creating a new character uh, within a well-known, uh, well-known tale. Um, very clever, very clever. And I think uh, Gulliver's wife I probably like even more than Gulliver himself. So the idea of the beautiful Keronot woman, it's a true pity that Swift ignored her. The Book of Travelling would have been all the greater for her mention and inclusion. And I think even, uh, dare I say, 
having her as the main driver of the narrative. Um, yes, uh, that's a, uh, a very controversial comment, I'm sure. But yes, interesting poem. Thank you, Lynn. And then Space by Sandy Rochelle. Um, I didn't mind this one. I thought this was an interesting, interesting one. Definitely. Yeah, beautiful ending. Uh, was this a beautiful ending or a bright beginning? Yes, the open doorway to, uh, to fresh brand new adventures. So a beautiful, interesting poem. Um, definitely make sure that you give it a read. Uh, all I can say, Sandy, is just well done. Your, uh, your poetry is, uh, intriguing and, uh, inspirational. Then On My Last Date by John Gray. And yes, this is twisted. This is, uh, yeah, a, uh, an, uh, an interesting reflection on what might happen if uh, somebody's little black book or uh, swipe white, swipe right, not swipe white, swipe swipe right or swipe left uh, in the modern day, um, this is the, uh, the little black book of uh, names and numbers that you might like to date, you might like to, uh, to take to the next level. And um, what if the last date is... Uh, the um, reciting of those forbidden words that bring about your doom and destruction. Uh, a, uh, an interesting look on the dating scene, John. Well done, well played. And then we round out poetry with Head in the Fedora Hat by Strider Marcus Jones. Uh, and this was another interesting piece as well. I love the way that um, people create imagery uh, and sort of draw you in with the um, the visual side of things, with uh, with the way that they write, uh, the way that it flows, the uh, the different words that make up the lines, the breaking up of the sentences. Yeah, this was a uh, a uh, a clever poem. Um, yeah, this uh, yeah I've got here strange fella, indeed Strider, but I'm sure he wears that hat with class and style. That is his and his alone. This yeah, this was a unique piece. Um, I mean they all are, but this was definitely uh, this stood out. As a unique piece. Definitely different. And then on to art. The art gallery. Uh, and I put on my haughty torty voice. For a visit to the art gallery. And we start off in the creative youth art gallery. With Soul of a Ghost by Bethany Law. An artist that I know well. And I love this piece. This is uh, this is simple, fun uh, this was uh, inspired by her sister's comment. Uh, there's a lot of YouTube 
type inspiration uh, art pieces that my daughter has created. Uh, the one that we uh, we have nicknamed Boo. Uh, and this one here is actually an exception to that in that her sister said there's no Halloween themed inspiration pieces. So Boo asked Nen, well, what do you want me to do? And um, Nen said, how about drawing a jack-o'-lantern with a ghost coming out? And that's what she did. That's exactly what she did. And I love it. I, uh, I absolutely love it. And I love to see that there's a couple of comments on there. One, two, three, four. Yep, four or five comments. Yes, great. We're inspiring the artists of the future. Well, they're, they're really the artists of now that are going to go on to creating even better, even bigger things. Uh, Soul of a Ghost is a prime example of that. Uh, as to is the second piece in the Creative Youth Art Gallery, Time for Halloween by Zoe M. Montoya. And Zoe, uh, I love this piece. Uh, I love the colours. I love the zaniness. I love just the... It looks like a a, uh, a great-looking outfit for a night out on the town. And uh, the sky is beautiful. It matches the outfit perfectly. Um, and... I've just noticed then how freaky the eyes are different colours. That is super cool. Super duper cool. No, well done. Just little subtle... Uh, oh, it's time for Halloween. You obviously love Halloween. Um, eh, and you have been inspired to produce a, uh, a great piece. Keep the art coming, Zoe. Love it to bits. Love it. And then, uh, Katmandu, You Are Loved, by Walter G. Esselman. So, it uh, looks like no stories from Walter this time. But, um, yeah, just a, uh, a really cool, very clever sort of piece from, uh, from Walter this time. Um, yeah, liked it very much. I do feel loved for, uh, for having seen it. And then, Connie Munutolo, Afraid of the Dark. Um, this is the the, uh, the cover piece for the October magazine, and I can see why it's been selected for that. The, uh, the brilliant, brilliant, um, just the, the power of the black and white with that uh, element of colour, and the way that the... Um, just the the subtleness of uh, giving the focal point, like the ghost, the sheet, an arm, as well to hold the torch. The uh, the fact that you've got the dark sky, the graveyard, um, and then you've got the um, the shadowing of the light on the sheet. This there's a lot to unpack here. Just a great piece, uh, and with with any luck, this uh, this one may even make it to the calendar for October, 
I reckon will be pretty cool if it's uh, the 2023 calendar. Not that I've got any say in that, but uh, I think that's a, uh, a cool piece, which would be perfect for that time. And then on to uh, piece number five. Oh, I've forgotten my haughty-taughty voice. So, on to piece five in the art gallery, Rawhead Rex by Eric Rivera. And this is frightening. It's truly, truly a scary piece. Actually, this I loved a lot. Uh, I uh, I absolutely adored. Uh, and I um, forgot to show my brother-in-law, Ben, uh, who I did the, uh, the last podcast with on the board games. This is the sort of piece that he would love. This is the strange, the weird, the wonderful... Um, there's something freaky about uh, just everything that's going on in this image. So, Eric, I bow down to you. Well done. And then rounding out the artwork section, Faustus by Storm. Is it Storm? Storm. Storm A. Cook. And this... Yeah, this was pretty cool. This was uh, was very Roman. Very, very Roman. I've just got here. This is very well done. I love the colouring. Um, I love the... Um, yeah, just the uh, sort of the features of the face, the way that the beard's done, the hair. Um, amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, well done, and thank you for sharing. Uh, and looking forward to seeing more artwork from you um, in, uh, in other editions of the magazine as well. And then moving on to reviews. And it seems our regular reviewer uh, has actually taken a bout of, uh, of sickness, unfortunately. So... Um, We've been lucky enough that uh, Mr. David K. Montoya has actually stepped in. But first of all, reviews. We've got the interviews. So it's great to see Kevin Mythmaster Adams is back at it again with, uh, with interviewing um, different authors and different artists. And yeah, it's really, really exciting to see that this is happening again. Uh, so we've got interview with Linda Imbler, I think it is. So make sure that you check that out. Um, and then onto the podcast. Of course, there's the World of Mythbits podcast. Uh, and so I've taken over that. Um, and Thrilled to Bits, definitely. Mythbits. Uh, so yeah, so hopefully you're listening in. Uh, and hopefully you're enjoying the review. Um, and yeah, hopefully um, you, uh, you've had uh, enjoyment from the other podcast editions that I've been doing for um, the World of Myth Bits. And we're coming up to the 200th podcast as well for the World of Myth Bits. So I'd really, really love to have some ideas from people, uh, from listeners, as to how we should make that one special. Because 200 is pretty cool. It's, uh, it's a pretty epic achievement um, with, um, with everyone that's been involved in, uh, in all the others, uh, all the other podcast episodes leading up to... Uh, to the 200th episode. Um, 
yeah, I would love to know what people think would be a cool way to make the 200th episode extra special. And then we've got a second podcast here, Mythmaster Beyond by Kevin Mythmaster Adams. So, um, yeah, make sure that you check that one out too. It's great to have uh, the Mythmaster back again with his wicked laugh and his, uh, his sadistic sense of humour. And then movie reviews, a review of Halloween Ends by Moviegoer Grimm. Um, And thank you so much, Moviegoer Grimm, for for being so honest. Uh, Obviously, you're very familiar with horror movies and the Halloween series. Um... And yeah, it's uh, it's great that uh, that you've been able to share this review with us. Um, definitely make sure that you check it out. And then review of Black Adam by Nolan P. Smith. And I want to take my hat off to you, Nolan. This is one where uh, I've only recently watched the movie Shazam, uh, and I wasn't sure what I thought of Black Adam, going to see Black Adam. So uh, I have to say, your review has actually convinced me that it's one that I might actually have to check out. So uh, so thank you. Thank you so much. And then we're on to the book reviews. Review of Ray Bradbury's The Halloween Tree by Mr. David K. Montoya. And thank you, David. Thank you so much for stepping up to the plate. For uh, even amongst all the chaos and everything that you've got going on in your life, that you have been able to take over those reins, um, and um, yeah, re- review uh, this classic, the Halloween Tree, and uh, Ray Bradbury has done a brilliant job with this story, touching on all sorts of different, um, different things that are associated with Halloween, um, and David, I think you've covered off very well, uh, delving deeply enough into this story without revealing everything about it, so, uh, so thank you kindly, thank you so much, um, then we've got a video game review by C.W. Winter, Dead by Daylight, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and I just want to say, C.W. Winter, thank you for your honesty, Thank you so much for uh, not doing one of those uh, reviews where you go, yeah, 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 I loved it, I loved it, it was amazing. No, this is one where a true fan has uh, has sort of given it a crack and gone, you know what, this isn't for me. And it's uh, it's wonderful that you uh, you've actually been honest enough to say, you know what, it might be for other people, if you're uh, if you're interested in in that sort of side of it and that sort of thing, go for it. But yeah, thank you, CW Winter, for uh, for giving us the insight, giving us the warning, um, uh, and yeah, it's uh, if you uh, you want to pick up the game and give it a go yourself, go your hardest. But uh, I think it's one that uh, that I might give a miss. Then art review, 
David K. Montoya stepping up to the plate again. Review of Francis Bacon's study. Wow. After Velenquez's portrait of Pope Innocent X. Um, and this image is horrifying. Absolutely uh, intriguingly horrifying. Uh and David does a great job of uh, of reviewing it, sort of delving into um, what might be the thoughts behind the author, uh, the artist, sorry, uh, and the uh, the the history at the time. Um, yeah, a very very interesting uh, interesting review of this piece of artwork. Uh, and thank you for sharing the image of it with us as well. For those of us don't know it that don't know it very well. Uh, and then, of course, we finish off with commentary. There's the minutes from the meeting of the board of directors. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, interested in wanting to see the sort of direction that the company might be heading or is heading, uh, make sure that you uh, you head into the review part uh, and make sure that you check out the minutes from, uh, from the most recent meeting. And also, don't forget that... Um, there's uh, the meeting coming up uh, that will be live broadcast. Uh, and also there's the opportunity to have your say. Um, yeah, it's so great that Dark Myth uh, as a company is actually reaching out to the readers, reaching out to the submitters um, to find out what we think and what we feel as well. So awesome. So that's basically review number 196. Uh, sorry, podcast number 196, the review done and dusted. So uh, encouraging you to check out MythMart, check out the magazine, make sure that you buy, make sure that you vote, make sure that you do all the, the things that support independent companies like Dark Myth Publishing. This is Tim signing off. We'll see you uh, with the next podcast. Yeah, episode 197. We're creeping ever, ever closer to that episode 200. Bye for now.